everybody. Chris Webster here to talk about one of the latest supporters to the Archaeology Podcast Network, The Motley Fool. Now, I've been investing in the stock market through various applications for a few years now, and everybody who's listening to this can benefit from that sort of investment for the long-term financial planning. And also, I know the hosts of these podcasts can benefit because as archaeologists, like none of us get retirement, <laughs> we all have to kind of fend for ourselves. So investing in the stock market is a good idea, but not everybody can do it. And look, we get it. The market is complicated and confusing, and to many of us, it simply doesn't make sense. In fact, where do you even start? Take all of the guesswork out of it with the Motley Fool Stock Advisor. The Motley Fool has been around for over 25 years and has been spot on in recommending some of the world's most important companies before they hit the big time. I'm talking about Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, Starbucks, all before they exploded in value. With their easy to use and super informative service, Stock Advisor, you could join the ranks before they potentially find the next big thing. After all, their average stock recommendation is up over 400% as of April 10th, 2023. And no need to be intimidated by financial jargon or market complexities. As the name suggests, these guys don't take themselves too seriously. Now, finances, that's a different story. Their friendly and relaxed approach has helped over 700,000 people move closer to financial independence, all while beating the market and having fun. New members can access Stock Advisor for only $89 for their first year, a full $110 off the full list price. Don't sit on the sidelines and think about what could have happened. Visit fool.com slash APN to start your investing journey today. That's $110 discount off of $199 per year list price. Membership will renew annually at the then current list price. So again, check the link in the show notes of this episode. You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. You're listening to the Archaeology Show. TAS goes behind the headlines to bring you the real stories about archaeology and the history around us. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Archaeology Show, episode 198. On today's show, I talk about the history of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Let's dig a little deeper into these audio files. All right, everybody, with all the family stuff going on, it's, you know, a week or two before Christmas and there's just like lots of things going on. So it's just going to be me today. And with us just celebrating the eight year anniversary of the Archaeology Podcast Network on December 1st, and we didn't really celebrate it. <laughs> it's just a number. So we didn't have any like special episodes or anything. I thought that I would spend this time, especially reflecting back on 2022 and not only that, but reflecting back on the last eight years of running this network in the last about 11 or 12 years of podcasting, give or take, that I wanted to just, you know, tell you guys what's up with the APN and, and kind of how we started and where we're at right now in case you're not aware of some of our other programs and shows that we have and some of our plans coming up in the future. So this first segment will be just a little bit of a history lesson for those that haven't heard it before. Well, this all started with my first podcast in the winter of 2011. I had been listening to podcasts for several years, just kind of getting into it. I remember my very first podcast that I ever downloaded was the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. I was very into the skeptical movement and science movement. Not science movement. Science shouldn't be a movement. Everybody should be into science. <laughs> but the skeptical movement was more of a you know secular way of thinking and more focused on science. And there were some really good podcasts out there about that, basically, thinking critically and looking at things like that. And ended up finding the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. And... That was and is hosted by three brothers and a couple of their friends. One of the guys has actually passed away since then, which was actually pretty sad, but they've brought on a new co-host in the last, I don't know, five, six years. She's been on for a while, but these people, they're all in New England, except for the one that uh, that was brought in. She's, I think, in California. But either way, 
they all have specific abilities, knowledge, things like that. And they come on and talk for usually an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and 45 minutes if they have an interview or so. And they have all kinds of different segments that they do. But essentially, the format of the show is, you know, with some some exceptions, has basically stayed the same over the last you know, 15 years they've been doing this. They've put out some books related to this. It's, you know, they do conferences and it's just a, a really cool thing. And I wanted a CRM archaeology podcast that was similar to that. Well, I wanted a podcast that was similar to that. My field is and was CRM archaeology. And there were no CRM archaeology focused podcasts out there. I couldn't find any past podcasts, couldn't find any present podcasts. Didn't know of anybody producing any, so I was like, okay, well, there really needs to be one for this field. Definitely not going to be something you're ever going to retire on. There's not that many people in this field, and you would never have the listeners that it would take to you know, really make a financially successful podcast, but that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for a podcast that helped people out, provided information, you know, helped people out in ways that I wish I had been helped out when I first started, and even now, there's always something you can learn. And something you can learn from somebody else. So I wanted to bring together a panel of experienced, seasoned people in this field. Not necessarily field techs, but people that had been field techs and are possibly now at you know, a quote, higher level, but have been through all the facets of being a CRM archaeologist and could speak intelligently to any topics that we brought to the table. So... I didn't do that at first. <laughs> My first show was actually just called the CRM News Podcast. Terrible logo, theme song pulled out of Apple GarageBand, and I ran it for about a year, and I think I did it weekly. And it was really just me with with very little audio mastering because I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, re- me just, you know, reading Google News Stories. And I would literally just read it. Sometimes I would comment but I was a little bit nervous, didn't know what I was doing, and it was actually pretty terrible. I had some listeners. I actually had people writing in and, and commenting and things like that, but that was really cool. But I just, I don't know, I personally didn't like the show. I didn't look forward to doing it necessarily. I wanted to have a more panel-style show similar to The Skeptic's Guide, which is why I started this segment talking about them. So... I started looking around. Uh, I was writing a blog at the same time as well, although the blog was starting to taper off a little bit as I was getting more into uh, the idea of podcasting. I really couldn't, didn't have the time to do both. I'd written, I've been writing the blog for a while at that point, and um, I think I mean it's still up on the digtech-llc.com website, and it's called Random Acts of Science. This is the name of the blog. Still some really good info over there. It was over 250 posts, I think. You know, it was something I was doing, and it was my outlet for education and creativity, and podcasting was starting to take that over. Anyway, as I started to not really want to do my show anymore, I was looking around, and I mentioned the blog because I was posting blog posts on Twitter and, you know, different places like everybody does. And I was searching archaeology Twitter for other people doing this and in this space that were already on social media and had blogs and were doing things. And I ended up finding a few people that ended up becoming the first co-hosts of the CRM Archaeology Podcast. But this all basically kind of started. I remember I was at this pizza slash coffee shop place in Reno, and I took a call from Bill White. And Bill White is on the CRM Archaeology Podcast now. Runs Succinct Research, which is his media outlet and was the name of his blog as well, and his online persona, and well, Succinct Bill. And 
we were talking and he's just like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. This is great. Good idea. Let's get this done. So I found him and I reached out to a few other people and the first co-hosts of the Serum Archaeology podcast, which started in February of 2013, I believe, because we're coming up on our 10 year anniversary. Uh, February of 2013 was episode one. And the first hosts were Russell Aline Willems, Bill White, Stephen Wagner, Sarah Head, and Doug Rocks McQueen. And of those, Bill White and Doug are both still on the show. Russell left the show many years ago. Stephen left the show a couple of years ago. And Sarah left, left the show when we basically started the APN, which we'll get to a little bit later. So anyway, Bill and Doug have been with us for, like I said, 10 years, and it's just been, it's been great. The whole idea of the show was to have enough co-hosts, because we're all busy and doing field work and things like that, that we would have at least two or three people on at any one time, but frequently I've got like five people on. <laughs> so like all the co-hosts, which is great. So a couple of years later, I, I had been thinking because I'd either turned down interviews or just jammed interviews into the CRM Archaeology Podcast Network that came across my table. You know, once you start doing a podcast, people start reaching out and they say, hey, you should interview this person or, hey, I wouldn't mind being interviewed. Or you just see something and you're like, I would like to talk to that person. But we had to stay in our lane, right? It's CRM Archaeology, Cultural Resource Management Archaeology. And there were definitely some things I did that probably didn't belong there, right? But it's the podcast that I had. So me, instead of, you know, just starting another podcast and calling it good, I was like, well, why not just start a network? That way, all these ideas can come to fruition under one banner and anybody else that has any ideas for starting a podcast, well, they can learn from our mistakes and we can assist them with editing, hosting abilities, you know, like website hosting, podcast hosting, and uh, not like show hosting, they would do that. But I wanted people to just not be deterred by the fact that they didn't have the ability or knowledge or time really to do all the production side of a podcast, right? Uh, I just wanted to come with an idea and make a show and then we would do the rest. So that was the idea. And that's what I started coming around to a little bit later. It was, again, a few years into running the CRM Mark podcast. We had a show every two weeks, which we still do. Well, we're up over 250 episodes now. And I was like, I need to do this. And I had just listened. It was fall, early fall of 2014. I had just listened to the podcast that was started in advance of Gimlet Media. You may have heard of Gimlet Media. That was started by one of the guys that was on Planet Money and uh, I think This American Life. He was affiliated with both of them. But anyway, he started a podcast about him wanting to create a network, basically. He was pulling off on his own and you know, looking for investors and, and setting it up. And I was actually inspired by that to go ahead and just kick off the Archaeology Podcast Network. So I reached out to Archaeology Twitter uh, to see if anybody else wanted to help me with this, because I knew it wouldn't be something I could do by myself. And I ended up finding Tristan Boyle. He reached out to me. He was uh, I didn't know him. I think I'd seen him around Twitter. But he's a, an archaeologist in his mid-20s. He lives over in Scotland. And he had a show called The Anarchaeologist Podcast. So he's already in audio, already doing a podcast. And we had a few conversations and we're like, let's go ahead and do this. So we basically outlined what we wanted the Archaeology Podcast Network to be and how we wanted to manage it and how we were going to do that together and how we were going to get it started and you know website and all the logistics around that and then we launched the APN again 8 years ago on December 1st 2014 we launched with the CRM Archaeology podcast just folded straight into that 
the Archaeotech podcast, which is the intersection of archaeology and technology. It was originally hosted by actually Doug and Russell of the Sierra Mark podcast. That's gone through a number of host changes. <laughs> the Anarchaeology podcast, Tristan kept doing his show, although it's called Modern Myth now, and he's talking about bringing that back because it's been on a bit of a hiatus with his uh, the birth of his son. And then the Archie Fantasies podcast, which is the brand of Sarah Head before she joined us. And that's Archaeological Fantasies. She went by Archie Fantasies. But I guess the podcast was called Archaeological Fantasies, all about pseudo-archaeology. We still have that feed on the APN. It's been recently restarted by Andrew Kinkella. But uh, Sarah took her show back off the APN, I don't know, probably about four or five years ago, just to pursue some other things and to continue her own brand. So you can still find her show if you go search for it. That'd be good. All right, so that's basically the the quick and dirty of of how we started the APN and what was going on. In the next segment, I want to just tell you about some of the other shows that are on the Archaeology Podcast Network. Back in a minute. Hey, Archaeology Podcast fans. Anyone that's heard me on a show has likely heard me mention coffee one or probably a thousand times. Coffee, however awesome it is, has some downsides and should be consumed in moderation. That's why we partnered with Laird Superfoods. They've got lots of stuff, but their coffee and coffee creamers have been engineered to taste better, provide functional benefits, and don't contain any refined sugars. So are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code ARCPODNETFEED at checkout and save 15% on your purchase today. You can also click the link in your show notes. Welcome back to episode 198 of the Archaeology Show. And it's just me, Chris Webster, today, and I'm telling you a little bit about the APN and what we have in store. So on this segment, I just want to talk about briefly some of the other shows that we have on the network in case you're either not aware or just haven't ventured out to listen to them. And we're not super great about promoting the other stuff on the APN. To be honest, I kind of thought that if I just had this fancy voice of actually, uh, it was originally a friend of Tristan's and then a friend of mine in Reno, (laughs) both were British, to do our intro and outro. I just really liked it. I had Star Trek computer voice in my head, but British. So, and and that's what both of these fantastic women did for us. And, uh, And we've been using them ever since. So I only re-recorded the original intro because I had a studio in Reno where I could get a really great recording to make up for the, it wasn't a super good audio quality one, which was our first intro. So if you listen to some of those early, early episodes of the first few years, it's still got the old intro on them and, and you can tell the the difference in the quality. Great voice, but the, the quality just wasn't there because the recording environment wasn't there. So Anyway, let me go ahead and talk about our current shows, the ones that are currently producing, and then we'll talk about some of our back catalog shows, because one of the ideas I I had for the APN and Tristan came on board with was that I wasn't like too concerned about having current event shows and things like that, although that's kind of what the archaeology show is. I really wanted to create a back catalog. I had a bookshelf of encyclopedias in my mind, and that's what I wanted the APN to be. I wanted it to be an audio encyclopedia where you could use the main search on the on the front page. Uh, if you didn't know that was there, go to arcpodnet.com. Right on the front page is a big search, and that searches the titles and keywords of all the episodes across the entire network. And it's fantastic. I mean, when I'm doing research for a show, a lot of times I'll go there and see if anybody's done it before, including myself, right, on one of my shows. So just go there and type in a word and see what happens. Um, Chances are you'll find something. Now, the search is kind of weird sometimes, so play with your search terms a little bit. But again, chances are you'll find something related to what you want because we have over 3,000 episodes across the entire network on our website, which is 
exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> so I call that mission successful. Even if we shut down the APN tomorrow, I wouldn't shut down all of this. It's just too big of a resource and it's not much to keep the website going and everything could still be right here. So keep that in mind. If I, if I ever did decide to hang it all up, which trust me, this thing's a lot of work and sometimes I think about it. <laughs> but if I ever decided to hang it all up, then I, I would definitely not shut down the website so we could keep all that going. Okay. So you know about the archaeology show, of course, uh, a little bit of history on that. I started the show back in, I want to say 2018, 2019, something like that, maybe even earlier. And I could probably just look at the history here, but I started it with April Camp Whitaker, who was somebody I met at a field school that I was helping do some technology stuff on through Codify, who I used to work with. And she was really cool. She was a grad student into historical archaeology, and we got along really well, and I liked her voice and her presence. And I, when I thought about doing a more public-facing archaeology show that wasn't so niche towards you know professionals or something like that, and I just wanted to call it The Archaeology Show, then I thought of her. And I, I got with her, and she's a grad student, so she was really busy. And not long after we started the show, she had twins, <laughs> which complicated things. But we started the show, and we had some really good topics. Her parents are famous anthropologists. I don't know if you knew this. And we got both of them on the show, so that was really cool. We had uh, John John Whitaker, who is a projectile point guy, basically flintnapping guy. I read his book and had it as a textbook in college. And then also another book I had in college was from her mom called Life in the Pueblo, and that was from Catherine Camp. And so we had both of them on the show at different times which to talk about their work, which was really awesome. And we had a bunch of other great guests on the show. And eventually... April had to just bail on the show. She just did not have time for it, which I totally understood. And the show kind of languished for a little bit until I started doing a radio show down in Carson City, Nevada. And it was a public radio station. And I would take the recordings from that and I started dropping them on the archaeology show. And then along the same time, Richie Cruz and I started doing You Call This Archaeology. And that's just a live stream that we were doing. And I would take recordings of that and put them on the archaeology show feed. So the middle of the archaeology show feed is a lot of crazy stuff. And it's just, you know, different. <laughs> so, uh, and then it languished again for a little while when I stopped doing the radio show. And then my wife said, we should really pick this back up again. And she said, you know, that's Rachel Roden. And she said, let's, uh, let's kick this back off. So a couple of years ago, we started back up again, focusing mainly on current news events, as you guys are aware. Okay. So on to some other stuff that you may not be aware of. We've got the uh, Life in Ruins podcast hosted by three guys who, who, sort of went to college together, but knew each other from back in the day. And they started this show and reached out to me after Carlton was a guest on one of our other shows, Heritage Voices, and wanted to start their own show. And they get along really well. It's probably the only show with an abundance of profanity. At least it started out that way. Then they kind of toned it down a bit. And now they're ramping it back up again. <laughs> but it's a fun show. They really get along and they, they bring on some great guests. Honestly, some of my favorite episodes are when it's just the three of them talking about stuff because they, they all have different backgrounds and different uh, things that they're doing right now. And they bring a lot to the table. So it's a fun show, but it's called A Life in Ruins because they, they really focus on the careers of the people that they bring on, you know, how they got started, what they're doing now, where they're going. Not necessarily about a specific talk, topic, although they do have those kinds of episodes. 
And then we've got the Pseudo-Archaeology Podcast, which has been rebooted this year by Dr. Andrew Kinkella, who is a new co-host on the Sierra Mark Podcast. And that was the Archaeological Fantasies feed. Now, we just we kept that feed, and we just reopened it with Andrew. And so he kicked back off with, like, I don't know, episode 98 or something like that. And he's been doing every two weeks since then. That's just a solo show right now. He does uh, says he plans on doing interviews later on. But right now, he's got a lot of topics to talk about, and he's a very charismatic and energetic guy and you should really check out that show so that's the pseudo archaeology podcast and then another one that i host right now called the archaeotech podcast i host it with paul zimmerman who is a phd archaeologist and he's doing a lot of work over in the middle east and and doing some crm archaeology he's worked for me before and uh, he's a really cool guy really into technology very smart and and just does a lot of cool things in this space and in the technology space just on his own he's he's really he's a tinkerer <laughs> and i love it uh, he really gets into stuff writes some code you know does some soldering i mean he really is you know archaeotech so and, and I just, I really love it. So check out that show. It's all about the intersection between archaeology and technology. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we talk about technology-focused news articles or not really news articles, but academic journal articles. And we just give our take on them and, and what we think. And then, of course, you've got the CRM Archaeology Podcast, which I already mentioned. That's focused on the, the, the job of cultural resource management archaeology. It comes out every two weeks. And we have Heritage Voices, which has been going for a number of years, hosted by ethnographer Jessica Yacunto. And she is has a monthly show, and she's been doing it every month, again, for, I don't know, like four or five years or something like that. And she has a more indigenous-focused podcast. She has a lot of Native Americans on, talking about different issues and projects that they're working on related to the you know Native American and tribal communities that they work in. And it's a very specific in that way, but more general in the topics they're talking about, because the things that they have to discuss, of course, apply to you know much of archaeology and CRM, but this is from a tribal and indigenous perspective in most cases. Again, not all cases, but in most cases. So it's a very um, unique perspective that uh, is worth hearing for sure. Then we have the Rock Art Podcast that is sometimes hosted by me and <laughs> Dr. Alan Garfinkel. He's a longtime friend. We started, we did a huge project that you've heard me talk about on other shows down in California. He was the prime contractor and I was a sub and that's how we met each other. And then we've been talking for many years about doing a podcast together and he is a massive rock art expert. He started the California Rock Art Foundation and he's written books. He's done the documentary Talking Stone. He speaks all the time. Always a featured speaker at the Ridgecrest Petroglyph Festival, which is one of the biggest rock art festivals on the planet. And he's got a bi-weekly show. Started out weekly, but it was too much. So we dropped it down to bi-weekly, I think this year. But a great show all about rock art. Lots of things about rock art and, and rock art meaning and and some of the mysticism behind it and the um, you know, just a lot of the a lot of the different theories and and just a lot, a lot of cool stuff. So Next, we've got the Archaeo Animals podcast, and again, started a few years ago by Simona Filanga and Alex Fitzpatrick, and Dr. Alex Fitzpatrick, she got her PhD this year, and they are zooarchaeologists, and they are both over in England, actually, although Alex is not from England, and they talk about zooarchaeology, animals in the archaeological record, animals as they pertain to humans. Now, I'll admit, they do a lot of shows about the zooarchaeology of video games, which I think is super cool, actually, because if you're a video game designer and you're looking at, you know, creating an animal that's never been seen before, well, you got to kind of think about it. And like, what would that 
bone structure look like? What would that present as as in the archaeological record? Things like that. And it's pretty cool looking at the parallels between these fictional animals. You know, uh, can they even be real if something had happened in biology and evolution to create that? <laughs> or is it pure fiction? You know, stuff like that. So, But they also do a lot of really good stuff talking about different sites and, and regional animals in the archaeological record and other topics related to zoo archaeology. So if you're interested in animals and their intersection with humans in the archaeological record, check out Archaeo Animals. Next, we've got Tea Break Time Travel, hosted by Matilda Siebrecht. And she is an archaeologist over in, she actually lives in Germany, and she has been doing for a while the Archaeologist Teacup, which is a, uh, I think it's called the Archaeologist Teacup. And it's, it's a Instagram channel that she has uh, because she works in a place where she has access to lots of artifacts. I think it's an actual museum, but I can't remember. But she would usually every week she would highlight a specific artifact to talk about on her Instagram channel in a reel and or a video. And this podcast is kind of an expansion of that. Again, it's only monthly, but she brings on a guest and they have a really good discussion. She's got a really good narrative, really good voice for podcasting and really brings out the story of an artifact or something through the guest's experience in doing their own thing, right? And that's where she brings a lot to the table as far as that show goes. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, how that progresses in the future. Then we've got Flipside, which again started this year and uh, it's hosted by Leah Tilly. And she has had some, you know, some challenges in her own life. So it's had some stops and starts, but it's a, it's an early days show, but you know, she's a good host and she, she wanted to see the, um, it's called Flipside because she wanted to see the flip side of, you know, an event that took place in history. Right. And she brings on a guest usually to talk about maybe the, the aspects of that event that you're not aware of. So check that show out a little bit different. And then we've got Modern Myth. That's the last one that's an active show. I still have Archaeology and Ale in the active section on the main page of the Archaeology Podcast Network, but I don't think that's ever coming back, partly because it was hosted by University of Sheffield, and they've shut that archaeology department down. There was a whole big deal. The, the university voted on it, or the people that run the university, and they shut down the archaeology department. So I don't think we're going to see that again. But I kept it live just in case the hosts reach out to me again and wanted to, I don't know, just start it up again regardless. So if you're listening and you're, you were one of those hosts because they shifted around a little bit, reach out to me. We can still use the feed. Good stuff there. And like I said, Modern Myth is the other one. Tristan is restarting that one. Again, he just he he's an interview style show and he brings on different people and and uh, talks about various topics. So check it out. I'll quickly go through some of our back catalog because some of these are available. In fact, most of these are available still where you wherever you find podcasts, but they're no longer producing episodes. But they're definitely available on the Archaeology Podcast Network. We've got Historical Yarns, which was hosted by Rachel and her friend Heather, Heather Boyd, and they're both knitters, of course, and Rachel's an archaeologist, and they were talking about fibers and fabric and fabric making and uses and things like that in the archaeological record. They only did one season. Uh, we called it a season, and uh, I think it was like 10 episodes or so. And then Rachel and I basically went on the road, and the show's in a little bit of a hiatus. She may bring it back at some point in the future, but I've got some really good fiber and fabric-related and knitting-related um, archaeology and history. And then we've got Site Bites. Again, that's only gone through one season because Carlton from the Life and Ruins podcast started that. He did it actually as a project for his PhD. And it's a five-episode series that's talking all about Chaco Canyon. So he's got different guests talking about different aspects of Chaco Canyon in the United States. That's really good. I've left this feed open and available so we can do different 
focused seasons later on. Carlton might do some, somebody else might do something, but it's a it's a neat idea as a, a seasonal show. We've got uh, episodes of Soupcast, which is, well, the Archeo Soup channel on YouTube. They give us their audio. We're in talks with them to do something a little more formal, but there's a lot of episodes of just their audio feed on the APN. We've got 365 Days of Archaeology, which is a daily show that I did for probably about 14 months. I definitely want to do it for a year. That's why I called it 365 Days of Archaeology. But then I kept it going for a few months and then just couldn't. <laughs> it was too much. I may bring that back in the future if I end up with more time because some things are changing at the APN. But we will uh, we will discuss that. But still, a lot of really good info over there. They're really short episodes, anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes long on a single topic. We've got Archaeology and Gaming, which... We had a few hosts in the gaming industry and also archaeologists and, and talking about the archaeology inside of games, not the archaeology of games. So not digging up Atari cartridges in the desert, but World of Warcraft. What does that look like 20 years ago versus now in the world? How do you, how do you find that? What What is... You know, what does that look like inside these these world building games? What does the world end up looking like archaeologically years later if it's still going? And that's a really cool concept. They, again, had some issues with with keeping it going because of their own time commitments. But the feed is live. It's there. And if anybody out there listening to this is into archaeology and gaming and wants to reignite this feed and talk about it, then uh, let me know. We've got the conference channel, which, again, anytime we record something in a conference, it'll typically drop in there if we don't have anywhere else to put it so there's some good stuff there issues in archaeology was the old women in archaeology channel again the host of that took the show off the network a few years ago to pursue some other stuff but we kept the feed alive and uh, changed the name so they could keep women in archaeology again we'd love to have a, a female centric um, or at least non-male perspective on archaeology if you're willing to host that let me know Profiles in CRM is a show that I did a while back. There's over, I think, 70 episodes. I had eight or 10 questions that I'd ask every person on there, and they're different backgrounds and and education levels and you know regional experience would color how they answer the questions. So it was a nice little insight into CRM archaeologists. We got the Struggling Archaeologist Guide to Getting Dirty, again, hosted by... Jenny McNiven, and she did a, a number of episodes of that. Really good. She's a singer as well, so she has actually some singing on the podcast, which is fun. <laughs> but uh, I really wish she could get that going again. But, uh, you know, she did a few episodes of that and then uh, had to pursue other things. And then we got Trial Tales, hosted by Emily Long. Same story. She had really good write-ups for her podcast. They're very in-depth. A lot of work goes into publishing her shows. And she did a few episodes. And then again, other commitments took over. Uh, but we kept her feet on here. I Dig It, hosted by Michaela Moriello and Alyssa Loilas. And again, they were two students and they wanted to start a show about basically being a student in archaeology. And and also, you know, they did a few episodes and then time commitments took them away to other things. But their episodes are still on the APN. Prehistories, uh, host, hosted by Kim Bidolf, again, over in England. And she did a show that was talking about books and fiction and writing in archaeology. I love that show. You know, she talked about a book. A lot of times she'd bring on the author or she'd bring on archaeologists that were knowledgeable about the time frame the book was set in if the author wasn't available or, you know, just couldn't do the podcast or is dead now. And uh, that was a really cool, a really cool show. Um, and again, Kim's time commitments took her away. 
And then, of course, we have the back catalog up to episode 100 and something, early 100s for the Dirt podcast. They recently left the APN to pursue some other things and to keep their podcast going in a slightly different way. So we have their back catalog on there. So like I said, over 3,000 episodes on the APN of all kinds of stuff that you want to find out. Go to the main page. You can see our active shows on the top half. And then below that, you can see our, our more inactive shows, but the catalogs are still there. Or just search the uh, at the top of the page and you can find whatever you want. Let's talk about the future of the APN, cultural media, and where we're going on the other side of the break. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Welcome back to episode 198 and APN retrospective <laughs> at the end here of 2022. And... On this segment, I wanted to just talk briefly about the the future of the APN and cultural media, if you haven't heard of that yet. So again, a couple of years ago, Tristan and I started cultural media. It was uh, actually probably about a year and a half ago now. And we have been talking, Tristan specifically, have been talking about this for a long time. He's always been very interested in exploring other media under the banner of the Archaeology Podcast Network, video, possibly even radio, and and doing some other things, uh, even publishing, under the banner of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Well, I was never opposed to that, but I was never quite comfortable with it because I felt like we needed again to expand. I, I never, I'm never one to, I guess, just kind of jam stuff in. I will for a little bit, but ultimately I want to create, when we have this idea, I want to think bigger on it just in case, right? Because I'd rather think bigger now and maybe not do anything with it rather than not think big enough and put something together that, that just isn't scalable. You know what I mean? We can't scale into something that we want. So when we've been talking about this, we ended up saying, okay, let's just start up another website and let's put a banner between the APN and DigTech. DigTech is my company and DigTech basically owns the APN from a legal standpoint. So I put cultural media in between there. And you can find it at culturalmedia.com. It's K-U-L-T-U-R-O. There's links in the show notes. And to be honest, the name for that, we were looking for something that was not cultural appropriation. So we didn't want to appropriate any specific culture. Like I said, you know, use a, you know, a word for culture or something like that in another language. And we didn't want, I don't know, something that, something that was too specific, but not something too broad either. Uh, Cause we, we want to open this up and talk about things from a human perspective. So culture and things related to culture. So culturo is actually the word culture in, in several languages, to be honest, but the language that we're taking it from is Esperanto, which is a made up language. So that was perfect. It's a made up language. Doesn't really exist uh, as, as a native speaking language that evolves over time. It was a made up language and Culturo is culture in Esperanto. So culturomedia.com is the name of the website. So what's the point of cultural media? Well, again, this is where we are going to host at a minimum other things related to culture that don't belong in the APN. I'm thinking other podcast networks that we want to start. That sounds super ambitious. And of course, I'm not going to do it unless I got somebody to run that network. This is not going to be me. I mean, first off, I don't have the knowledge, right? So, but I want paleontology, geology, anthropology, you know, maybe even like some topics in 
that are on the APN that could be branched out into their own thing, like tribal archaeology and zoo archaeology, stuff like that. There's lots of shows that could be in those subjects, and then we can make a whole network out of those shows to keep them all focused under one banner and keep them together. So that would be super cool. And I do want to do that at some point in the future. And we may have that ability coming up in 2023, possibly 2024, which we'll talk about in a minute. Other things we do is live events. So we have done some live events with the APN. The archaeology show has done some live events, as you're probably aware. We've done some other things as well. And in fact, in the pandemic, we ran a little mini conference, uh, Tristan and I did, <laughs> under the APN banner, which was very successful. We had a lot of people attend that. That was really cool. It was a virtual conference. And I want to do more stuff like that. And I don't want to be pigeonholed by the fact that the APN is archaeology, right? I want to be able to talk about whatever we want to talk about. So we have started this thing called Cultural Share, and it's hosted and being organized by Matilda Siebrecht of the T-Brick Time Travel Podcast. And she did a fantastic job organizing and emceeing the first event that we had back in October. Now, actually, it was in November, early November. Now, if you're not a member of the APN, then go to arcpodnet.com forward slash members for seven ninety nine a month. You can become a member or it's ended up it's ended up being like $6 a month or something if you are uh, do it yearly. But you get access to our back catalog of live programs, bonus content, all kinds of stuff. So uh, check that out because there are cultural share events will always be free if you attend them on the day. But after that, you need to be a member to be able to see it. So, um, But we had a, a great one. It was all about archaeology crafts. We had somebody talking about tattooing and, and, and just a number of different things. So it was really cool. And we have another one coming up in February and we're doing these quarterly right now. That's what we're plan is. But I hope to do these, to be honest, I hope to do the monthly and, and, and expand them out a little bit, um, maybe make them a little longer or, or just do more of them, but have them be niche topics where people can come on, present information in a more conversational style, and then, you know, have a dialogue about it at the end, not only with the audience and our MC, but with the other panelists as well. Something you don't see at conferences. So that's basically what we're doing with it right now. That's what Cultural Media is. Go to culturalmedia.com and you'll see the live events page. And as soon as we get info about the February event, I think we've got a date nailed down, but I'm kind of waiting just a little bit longer to post that. And then once we start getting more information, we'll update that page with what's coming in February. All right. Well, that is pretty much it. As I mentioned, we might have the ability to do some of this later on. You're listening to this show right now. You may have heard between the breaks a shoop shoop sound. <laughs> if you're listening to this in in real time, if you're listening to this in the future, you may not have. But if you're listening to this in real time, then uh, that's because we don't have any ads on the the shows this December. So you're getting a little taste of what membership is like because members can listen ad free from the website, which if you are a member and you're not aware of this, Certain podcast applications, I use Downcast, allow you to take the RSS feed, which is in the right-hand column of your ad-free downloads page, subscribe to it. you got to put in your username and password that you have through the APN, and then you can get that as an RSS feed, the ad-free downloads. Okay, uh, And not only are they ad-free, but they come typically earlier. I'm not super great sometimes about releasing them too early, but they typically do come a little bit earlier than the scheduled episodes. So that's one of the benefits of being a member. But yeah, so that relates to 
why they're ad free right now in December <laughs> because we've moved hosts. Uh, we were on a hosting service called Megaphone, and for reasons I'm not going to get into here, we're moving off of Megaphone or we have moved off of Megaphone, and now we're on Zencaster, which is what we've used to record for the last like four years. But now they have podcast hosting, and not only that, but they're doing programmatic advertising, which means I don't have to go out and seek advertising, which is a huge pain for me. I don't have the time for it, and I'm not good at it. So that's just a fact. And the other fact is we need advertising. We need to be able to pay for stuff on the APN because, you know, hosting this costs money. Um, I would love to take editing off my plate. I take 20 to 30 hours a month to edit the shows on the APN and I edit probably 95% of the shows. And not that I don't love doing it, but I also have another job. So I would love to be able to hire an editor and focus more on content creation and, and creating new shows and, you know, focusing more on the shows that I do have and, and doing more of these share events and stuff like that. But I've got to be able to take editing off my plate. So one of the things we're doing again is advertising and Zencaster is going to have what we call programmatic ads where they're basically selling advertising on our shows from big advertising gigs that they get and, and they're spreading across lots of shows. So they're taking a pretty good cut for that, but at least I don't have to do anything. And then we might make a little bit of income with the APN and keep it going. If we had a thousand members, then I would take all advertising off the APN right now. We've got about a hundred. So we got a long ways to go. But uh, like I said, if we had about a thousand, I would take all advertising off because that would be well in, more than enough money for us to hire an editor and then possibly hire some other people for social media and producing and things like that just to really expand this network out. So that's our plans coming up in the future here. If the Zencaster thing really takes off with the programmatic ads, you won't hear more ads than you're used to hearing. Usually it's internal ads. You'll just hear different ones, right? They'll be more relevant. They'll actually be ads. And uh, hopefully they're, they're not too much of an annoyance for you. And they're useful things that services or whatever that you can use. That's, that's the hope, but it's a necessary evil to business, right? And, and that's what you have to do. But again, if you subscribe, you don't have to listen to ads. You can always listen ad-free, just like cable used to be. <laughs> Anybody remember that? All right. Well, that's it for this short episode. Uh, I got a holiday party to get to for the, with the family, with Rachel's family. She's already over there, which is why she's not recording with me now. She's doing some preparations. So she's got a big family, and it's a big party. So we got to get over and uh, get on with the uh, the eggnog and the, and the cookies and the celebration. <laughs> so I hope everybody's having a, a good holiday season, whatever you celebrate, um, whatever flavor you enjoy this year, even if it's just peppermint mochas from Starbucks. We won't talk about the fact that Starbucks doesn't have the eggnog latte. It's not super great, but I do look forward to it every year. It's not as good as a pumpkin spice, but I'm just super sad they don't have eggnog because they're hard to make at home. I can, but oh man, I don't know why. They just don't taste the same. I don't know what they put in it. Anyway, that's for another topic and another show. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for supporting us through 2022. Thank you for supporting us through all the little undulations we've had in the last few months. And again, I hope everybody has a great end of the year and a good start to the next year. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Archaeology Show. Feel free to comment and view the show notes on the website at www.archpodnet.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ArcPodNet. Music for this show is called I Wish You Would Look from the band Sea Hero. Again, thanks for listening and have an awesome day. This episode was produced by Chris Webster from his RV traveling the United States, Tristan Boyle in Scotland, 
DigTech LLC, Cultural Media, and the Archaeology Podcast Network, and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.